Welcome back, bosses. Today's guest is Jeannie, and she is here to talk about closets, being a color guru, clothing, and fashion. And I'm so excited because all my favorite things are being discussed, and she is a very inspirational guest. We get into it. She uses very scientific studies and tests to figure out exactly which colors enhance your natural beauty. And if you like the sound of all this, listen to this episode and wait to the end for a coupon code with my name in it and you will get a discount for her services. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today's guest I'm so excited about because we're talking about my favorite things like fashion and closets and organizing and colors. So my name is Jeannie and I am the founder and CEO of Color Guru. And what we do is analyze people's hair, skin, and eye color to give them their ideal color palette for clothing. And this makes shopping easier. They start to look good in everything they wear because they're always wearing their best colors. And it also automatically creates a coordinated wardrobe. Love that. And another question that I ask my guests like all the time is what defines your lifestyle? Would you say? I would say simplicity. (laughs) I, yeah, I love, um, I've always loved sort of editing out the excess. Um, I don't like clutter. I, I like to get things out um, and really get to like the essence of what is beautiful and essential. Like, I just mm. think when you, you know, live with the things that are most beautiful to you and most essential to you and just get rid of the rest that, that to me kind of defines my lifestyle. I think I really like that. So I grew up, um, in rural Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, and then, um, went to school for theater and art And so I was actually a voiceover artist after I got out of college. I was a voiceover artist for 20 years. So I was doing voice. Yeah. Like people never expect this when, you know, but I basically um, did uh, voices for radio and TV commercials. I narrated audiobooks. And while I really loved that work, I always felt like I was an entrepreneur at heart and I was itching to start my own Mm -hmm. business. And, um, just the right idea hadn't come along until, um, I discovered seasonal color analysis, which is now what, what I do at color guru. And the reason it captivated me so much was that, um, I saw the way how quickly it transformed my closet. Um, it Mm -hmm. kind of erased all of my biggest problems with my clothes. So I, had, I just remember having like a closet that was packed with clothes and drawers that were overstuffed with clothes. Like I used to dread putting away laundry because it was always too much. Like I always had to squish things in and, (laughs) you know, and at the same time, I was just baffled by it. Cause at the same time, I still, I couldn't, I didn't like my clothes. I couldn't put outfits together that I liked. I didn't really like my clothes. And I was like, how can I have all these things? And it still doesn't really work for me. And so I kind of set out to find a solution for that. And color actually was just literally the most efficient and practical solution, like starting with color. Um, Because the idea is that you can walk into a store and you can scan a store for your colors, or you can also search very easily by color when you search Mm -hmm. online, if you're shopping online. And so I thought, well, if I could 
only wear my best colors, that would be a step in the right direction. Right. And then, um, I could probably like shop way more efficiently if I could just ignore all the colors I know didn't work for me. And then, um, and then later the idea of having a family of colors that all coordinated together was like the last step, the last piece of the puzzle. And that was the biggest game changer in terms of transforming my closet because no longer did I have like all these things that, you know, didn't really go together. Everything started to work together. Um, and that's when I just became an absolute raving fan of color analysis. I just felt like I looked better in my clothes. Shopping became super easy and I could put mm. outfits together. It just kind of solved so many problems. And I had some intentional boundaries for what I was bringing into my closet. Whereas prior to that, it was just, I was impulse buying. I yeah. didn't really know what I was looking for. Right. But this gave me some boundaries. So I found that really helpful. It's not only helping you kind of choose your outfits and fashion wise, but it also might help your wallet if you're just an impulse buyer and just like, oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to wear it, but then never wear it. So absolutely. They say we only wear, you know, um, 20% of the clothes in our closet. I believe it. And I think it's really true. We grab the same things over and over again, you know, um, so I, yeah, I think um, it really benefits in so many ways. And I, I, again, I just became a raving fan and then um, I started to dive into researching and creating my own color palettes. That is great. And I feel like being a designer and you're an artist and just like having that background, you learn about color theory and the reason behind color, the mood and just everything behind why color creates emotions and things like that. And have you found that in this application of that theory? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Not only can color sort of transform the way we look, but it can transform the way we feel. Mm. You know, we've all had that experience, I think, of looking at, you know, a beautiful, bright flower and just it brings us joy, Yeah. you know, and the same thing can happen when you put on a beautiful bright top or a color that you just absolutely love. Or if you're feeling like you need to just be resting, like a soothing color, you know, wearing like a soft pink or like a little like soft gray or something like that can feel so soothing. Um, And so actually we, it's been really fun. Part of the process is we've created mood colors on our color cards. Um, And so we have like an energizing color, a powerful color, a soothing color, um, a signature color and a playful color um, that we identify for each of our seasonal types. So that's That's been a really fun part of the process. Color is just such a big aspect of our lives and some people pick up on it some people don't but it really does affect you all in your psyche so it's so interesting and like what would you say to someone like me who just really loves black <laughs> well you're lucky because you look great in black okay. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I tell people they don't every day <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny but you wear black very very well and so you know black should absolutely be a staple in your wardrobe um but for some people um black really drains the color from their face and Mm. and it really doesn't highlight their particular natural beauty you know black has been sold to us as sort of this universal color that everyone can wear and it's not true i mean it's it's actually science (laughs) like you can um Black is a very cool color. It's a very deep color and it's a very clear color. And certain people look very good in cool, deep and clear. You're one of them. Um, 
you also would look really great in other um, cool, deep, clear colors like cobalt blue or like mm. a cherry red, red, you know, um, or an emerald green would be yeah. really beautiful on you. Thank you. Um, yeah, but but not not for everybody, right? Some people need um, light, muted, and warm colors. You know, um, there are twelve different palettes that we have. Um, to get really specific about what colors people look best in. And um, only three of them have black in them actually. Wow. And, and then, yeah. And then three of them have charcoal gray, which is close, but it's like the mm -hmm. muted version of black. So if people look better in muted, um, they, they get the charcoal gray, um, you know, option, but um, yeah, but you know that it, it scares some people. They're like, oh, I wear black all the time. What if it's not in my palette? But what I always say to them is, you know, the most important thing is to keep it away from your face. So huh. that doesn't mean you have to like scrap all your black pants and your black shoes and your black bags, you know, um, you know, but, but you want to probably like replace your black turtlenecks, <laughs> you know, because those are just right up against your face and the colors we wear do reflect off our faces and can make a massive difference in how we look. Hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Like people always say like, don't take a picture with green paint on the wall just because it reflects funny. And it's just like, why do I look orange and yellow right now? It's just like funny. But what would you say your favorite colors of the season are? So right now um, I'm wearing a lot of cream. Um, I look better in cream rather than white. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, I have, I have warm undertones and, um, and I love like deep peach, like dark sort of peach. Oh. I love, um, teal is one of my all-time favorite colors. I look great in teal. I love teal. Um, and I also really love olive green. I use that as a neutral, love. um, love olive green. Um, it goes with everything, you know, sometimes people don't think of olive green as a neutral, but it really is. Yeah. Um, so that's another great one. Those are kind of my faves right now. I love that. No. Yeah. With your hair too. I can tell teal would look so good because it complements your hair. And I just love that. And how would you say you profile a client? If someone comes to you and you're like, Hey, oh my gosh, I need your help. How do you FaceTime them or look at them and be like, okay, this is what you should wear. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. So everybody who um, who gets a consultation with us fills out a brief questionnaire. And we need to ask a lot of questions because we need to kind of know um, that what we're seeing in the photos that you submit, because uh, you also need to submit a minimum of five photos. Hmm. We need to know that what we're seeing in the photos um, is consistent with what you're telling us. And so we ask you to describe your eye color. You know, it can be kind of hard to see an eye color in a photo, although we yeah. do ask for photos where there's clear eye, we can clearly see your eye color, but, um, you know, describe your eye color. Um, you know, your hair color as a child, for some people, that's the same as their hair color now, but for some people that really changes over a lifetime. Yeah. And so just describe your hair color as a child. Um, what happens to your skin in the sun? You know, some people huh. burn, some people tan, some people burn, then it turns into a tan. Yeah. Some people, their skin tone never changes in the sun. True. Um, and so all these things help us put together the pieces of the puzzle that makes up your coloring. And then obviously we rely very heavily on the photos. So a minimum of five photos, most people submit six or seven. Um, and a variety of lighting situations is actually the best thing for us because then mm -hmm. we can see what is consistent from outside to inside, you know, from in the sun to in the shade, like what are we seeing that's really consistent 
and mm-hmm. also aligns with, with what you're telling us. Um, and so it's, it's a really interesting process. Um, and then we, we look at your uh, photos, we make our determinations. We also put your photos through some um, three different, actually four different color tests that we have, which are exclusive to our type of color analysis. And then basically the combination of those things um, determines your seasonal type. Um, So this is seasonal color analysis. So we have winter types, we have spring types, summer types, Mm -hmm. and autumn types. And then we have three different, um, you know, designations of each of those types. So we have three different types of winters um, with the coloring patterns that we see over and over again in winters. Um, so yeah, that's how we determined it. And then we send a color report that is like a 15 page color report that tells you all about your coloring. And then we send the color cards, um, we have your 35 best shades and we send a digital, a digital version for your phone. And we also send everybody a laminated version in the mail for your purse. Oh my gosh. So much more in depth than you would think. I love that. It's a science. (laughs) It is. It is. Yes. And you keep saying we, do you have a team that works with you? A team of seven right now. Oh, wow. Um, That's crazy. Really grown in the last two years. So we've had to add some team members, which is a wonderful thing to do. I love Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just wonderful. They are so, they're just the loveliest team. (laughs) You have to, you have to work with a great team to be so successful. And I love that. It kind of, I used to watch the show. It was called, um, what not to wear. Is that what it was? Yes. Yes. I remember that with the couple and they were so good and they're like changed the color, the hair color. And then they started to go through the wardrobe. It was so interesting to me. So this reminds me of that, but like in real life, I love it. (laughs) Yes. So, oh my gosh. So you kind of mentioned as people go throughout their life, their skin changes, their hair changes, but how do ideal colors change as someone ages? For most people, their colors actually don't change as they age. Um, Well, I would say about 70% of people, their colors don't change. Um, Even through natural hair color changes. Here's why. The, The color analysis, any good quality color analysis should be based on your undertones. And your undertones don't change. Like you don't go from having yellow undertones to pink undertones in your <laughs> lifetime, right? Like, um, you know, you're born with the sort of undertones in your color and your skin tone that you're born with. Now, um, but here's the thing. Um, some people's do change and I estimate it's about 30%. Um, I will be one of those people. So I'm a great example to describe. I'll just describe quickly. I have very warm hair color. Mm-hmm. Um, my hair color is sort of auburn. So it's naturally like kind of light brown with a little bit of red in it. And, um, but then my skin tone is actually cool and my eyes are cool. Huh. And so what happens is if I let my hair go gray, now I'm jumping over to the cool side. I'm really close to the middle of the warm, cool spectrum. And it is a spectrum. Some people are extremely cool undertone. Some people are extremely warm undertone. I'm really close to the middle because I have some of both. And what will happen if I let my hair go gray is I will lose that warmth that my hair is currently providing. My hair is providing a lot of warmth. Hmm. And so I will jump, jump over to be a cool. Now, Um, most people move towards cool as they age, because as let's just say you're going gray, that's a classic example. Mm -hmm. Gray is a cool, cool hair color. 
And also we tend to lose the natural warmth from our skin. Like if you look at older people, they don't generally have the rosy cheeks or like natural color in their cheeks as much as they used to. And so we tend to get lighter and cooler as we age. And so I see more people moving to cool. You don't often see people moving to a warm as they age. And then you have some people who have purple hair, but they have like really cool skin, and but their natural hair is like really warm. So it's like funny. And yeah. how do you deal with that? What if a client comes to you, they have like blonde hair and then all of a sudden they have like deep purple hair. <laughs> like, how do you deal with the colors? Yeah. Like a major hair color change can definitely change your ideal colors. And we just basically tell people to, you know, kind of come back <laughs> if they <laughs> do a major hair color change and they you know, want to check back in with us, um, that that's fine. We're always happy to take another look and just give them an updated, you know, card if we need to. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but, you know, for most people, there's, I would say the majority of people we work with are kind of staying within a couple shades of their natural hair color, or at least what their natural hair color would be if they weren't coloring it, you know? And, um, and for that, it typically does not change their color palette. Oh, or like cool. adding highlights or something typically yeah. not like me. Yeah. Color palette. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So true. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> is a lot of this work remote, would you say, or do you have a lot of clients that are kind of local to you? No, it's all remote. Wow. We actually, yeah, we started virtual color analysis um, five years ago, even before COVID happened, we just That's were perfect. like, you know, we want to be able to serve anybody. So we have sent color cards to 25 countries at this I point. I see that. That's insane. Yeah, which is so exciting for us. You know, it's just, we're like, oh my gosh, like last week we had a color consultation that was from the Netherlands and we're like, oh my yeah. gosh, we're sending a color card to the That's Netherlands. So this cool. is so cool. Because, oh my gosh, I was just in Denmark in September for work and just the fashion is so different and how I guess do you deal with trends like what if someone's like super fashionable super trendy the Norwegian countries they wear a lot of neutrals they wear black they wear white and camel tones and creams and that's about it but what if you're like oh my gosh can you throw in like a yellow or a green like how do you deal with certain trends throughout different parts of the world yeah so it's really interesting what I have found consistently is that um while some people really genuinely love a neutral wardrobe, mm-hmm. most people want a little more color in their wardrobe. Yeah. And this is a great way to do it because you can, you can sort of, our, our color palettes have 35 shades on them. So there's a lot to choose from. I mean, I even have on my own color card, which I designed, <laughs> I have five, co- I have five colors that I completely ignore because I don't like them. I just don't like them as colors. I know technically they look good on me, but they don't make me happy as a color. Right. But I still have 30 shades to choose from. And so um, we just find that people, uh, they make their own determinations when it comes to that stuff. They, they nice. look at their card and typically what most people see is they see a few colors that they knew were good on them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or at least they were guessing, oh yeah. Like every time I wore this, I got compliments or like every time, yeah. like I wore this, I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, I look great. You know? And so now they have the confirmation that yes, those colors are actually in your palette. They're great. But most of the time people get a whole slew of new colors that they have never tried. I should say new shades that they've never tried, right? Because, um, 
the, the thing that we do so well is we get the exact shade right. So everybody has a shade, for example, of you know blue that looks amazing on them, but everybody has a shade of blue that also looks really bad on them. Mm-hmm. And so it's really getting specific about the shades and then, you know, and buying those shades. Wow. And have you ever thought about doing this for like um, TV shows or movies? Because you know how characters have their very specific wardrobes. And like, I feel like this would be great for that. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't dived into that yet, but that sounds amazing. That would be fun to think about for the future. (laughs) I know. Or like even like, um, like you said, you used to drama doing like plays and stuff, because I feel like just certain characters that you fall in love with after a whole show or after 10 seasons of a show like it's just like you recognize certain outfits with that person or certain colors with that person so it'd be interesting to see (laughs) it's so true because they have a look you know and a feel about them and our color palettes also have a look and a feel about them so I mean that's just a really interesting idea to me yeah oh my gosh well something to think about I guess and um just to shift a little bit talking about more of the overall wardrobe and certain pieces in the wardrobe. Um, how do people create a capsule wardrobe? Can you explain what that is for some people who might not know? Yeah. So a capsule wardrobe is basically just a curated wardrobe of things that all work together. Mm-hmm. And I loved the concept of a capsule wardrobe for years. Um, and I tried to put one together and I really was not successful. Um, <laughs> and until I started working with the colors and I, I, Because basically, well, there were a couple issues. One of them was that like, I would look up capsule wardrobe inspiration on Pinterest and it was mostly wardrobes that were filled with neutrals. Mm. And I was like, I just am not attracted to that. I love color. Like I don't, I'm just like, I just need color in my wardrobe for it to be interesting to me. And I know some people genuinely love like just wearing blacks and whites and beige and like, and they love that, but that is not my aesthetic. And so- Um, but I was having a hard time curating things that all went together until I sort of committed to the color palette. Um, and my family of colors are all, uh, warm, deep, and muted. Those are the colors I look best in. And so as I started to buy in that family of colors, um, I automatically started to create a capsule wardrobe because again, it sort of limited, intentionally limited what I brought into my closet, right? Mm -hmm. I would go into a store and all of a sudden, not everything was an option. In fact, like, you know, only 30% of it was an option. 30% Mm -hmm. of probably the colors I was seeing were an option. And that was honestly so freeing. And I've heard this from so many of my clients. There was like, I was afraid this was going to be restricting, but it's actually amazing to walk into a store and know what I'm looking for, like definitively know what I'm looking for. Um, and so then what I found was I actually, my intention was not to create a capsule wardrobe at that point. My intention was just to wear my best colors, but what happened was I started to notice oh, now that I'm buying everything in my best colors, everything is starting to go together. Like I used to have, you know, six different colors of shoes. I had black shoes and gray shoes and gold shoes and silver shoes and like (laughs) brown shoes and, you know, and then all of a sudden I like, you know, I stopped wearing black for me. I stopped wearing black altogether. It's, it's horrible on me, but, um, I got rid of all my black shoes. I didn't need them anymore. They didn't go with my other clothes. And so, 
this is the key really to having a wardrobe that really works together is, um, is, you know, having tops that match your pants, having shoes that match your dresses, having purses that match, you know, all of the rest of your clothing. And that happened so easily once I started with the color palette. And then I've gotten the feedback from my clients. They're like, this is like an instant capsule wardrobe plan. And I was (laughs) like, it kind of is. I didn't plan it that way, but this is a this is amazing that this happened. It was a really happy surprise. So I feel like that's so true. Cause when I'm shopping, I'm like, okay, I like black recently. I've liked leather and burgundy's kind of been my color and kind of like the deeper Ooh. greens, like what you were saying, but that narrows it down so much for me. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy something if it doesn't go with everything else, because it's just kind of that natural instinct in a sense of us people yes. as shoppers that were just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of like where my good zone is. Like I need to stick to this. Yeah. And it's freeing, like you said, because when you walk into a store that's so like visually overwhelming, you, you don't know what to yes. do sometimes. <laughs> Exactly. Or like if a shirt comes in 10 different colors, which happens so often now, then you can be like, oh, these are the two that work for me. I know that I can just choose from these two or I can buy both of them. (laughs) You're so right. Especially with online shopping. I think it's even worse because like a lot of online stores that I shop at, there's like one dress, but in like literally 20 different colors. And that can be overwhelming to some people if they have no idea what looks good on them. So that is so smart. (laughs) You know, it cuts that decision fatigue out of shopping. In fact, like, yeah, like I've talked to so many people who are just like, um, shopping is fun now. It is a treasure hunt for my colors. And it's not like me wondering constantly, like, am I really going to like this? Is it really good for me? Is this a good color? Is it flattering? You know, all those questions sort of go out the window and you're like, oh, that's my color. Do I like this? shape and style of it like that's all you have to figure out then for sure for sure kind of almost like making it like you said as simple as possible almost like dumbing it down in a good way so that people can just like get straight to the point (laughs) which is exactly yeah and then when it comes to certain staple pieces in your wardrobe what are like a few that you just really really suggest having in your wardrobe So here's the thing about that. Um, I kind of have a take on staple pieces, which is that I don't think there are staple pieces that apply to everybody. Okay. And the reason is because this is my reasoning. Certain colors work on certain people, right? Right. And certain ones don't. And then also certain shapes work on certain people and certain ones don't. Almost every time I look at a staple piece recommendation in a magazine or, you know, on Pinterest or something, I find that like, okay, for example, like a black blazer, right? Lots of, lots of (laughs) lists would tell you a black blazer is great for you. Well, I don't look good in blazers and I don't look good in black, you know? (laughs) So like that actually doesn't work for me or like a white button down. Like I don't look good in white and I don't look good in button downs. Like I'm too curvy for them. They always gap like open. Um, you know, and so I don't own a white button down. I don't own a black blazer. Mm-hmm. I think that um, what I really recommend people do is discover your colors, um, discover your body shape and how to dress it in a way that you like, and then create your staples from there, you mm-hmm. know, create your own set of staples. Like, um, 
that's I just what I think is really what what really works for people instead of sort of trying to fit yourself into a box that wasn't really made specifically for you. It's just sort of a very general box, you know, I really like that. I really do because people have such different careers and just like different yeah. ways of living. Like we don't all need a black blazer. <laughs> I That's mean, a I, really but, good point too. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't own a suit. Like I don't own a, you know, I don't own a suit. I don't own like your standard, like heels. Like I don't, you know, there's so many things. I don't own a jean jacket just cause I find it. Like I see jean jackets all the time on like those staples list and mm-hmm. I love them on some people. I think they look so cute on me. I just don't like them. And I don't like the way they feel yeah, like the both- fabric feels too constricting for my arms. So I don't like them, you know? Huh. And so I think just like really getting to know yourself. I mean, honestly, if you can, I always break down dressing into three things, color, shape, personal style in that order too. color should always come first. Shape hmm. could, should come second personal style should come third. But if you can get a handle on those three things, you can really master your closet and you can buy things that work for you every time. Because if you're using those three, I like, I teach a a style course and I I send people into the dressing room and I'm like, only take things into the dressing room (laughs) that are your colors are the right shape for your body type and that you like style wise, like they're your aesthetic. And people are like, my gosh, like I used to take 20 things in the dressing room. Now I'm I'm taking three. And I'm like, that's a good thing. You're being picky about what you bring into your closet. That's how you end up with a closet that isn't overflowing, but yet you don't (laughs) like anything. And we've all been there, right? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, that's a class that I want to take. And that is so great because I just feel like that's the next topic we are going to get into when it comes to just America in general. We like to buy stuff. We're consumers and we just love more and more. But the thing is, like, what if someone has too many clothes? But I guess this is the solution. (laughs) Yeah, it really is because it really helps. Like after people get a color consultation, they're just like, I can't wait to go through my clothes. And yeah, and I, and I tell them it's a great time to get rid of the clothes that you never really liked that much anyway. And now you also know they're not your color, right? Mm -hmm. I would say if it's something you love and it's not your color, keep it for a while because what generally happens is it falls away in its own time. Like it kind of falls away naturally in its own time when you start wearing your colors more and then you replace it with something that is your color. But there's no rush, you know, to kind of get rid of everything. But it is, it's a great time to, to take a look at your wardrobe with new eyes, declutter, and then start adding some pieces slowly that are def, you know, definitely in your colors. And you'll be amazed at just the reactions you get from people um, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, when you wear the right colors that really highlight your, your skin, hair, and eye color, you glow. It brings out a glow in you. Um, it highlights your natural beauty. Whereas like the wrong colors can really wash you out, drain the color from your face, make you look older, make you look tired. They're reflecting on your face in an unflattering way. So like why ever wear those, you know? And a couple of things, do you think, like I'm sure, but do you think that having this color consultation and knowing your shades, do you think that brings out confidence in people when they start to go out? Do people notice? 
Yeah, definitely. I get, I get emails all the time from people saying not only did they feel better, but they're getting more compliments. They feel really confident when they're shopping. They feel really confident when they're, um, when they're putting together outfits. Um, it was interesting. Like I did a survey once, like how did you of a bunch of people who had color consultations, I surveyed like 200 people. And I asked the question, how did you feel before your color consultation? And they could fill in an answer like, but it had to be one word. And then how did you feel after? And, um, the most common answer I got was before overwhelmed, felt overwhelmed before my consultation and after confident. I loved that. That made me so happy because, you know, if you can, it affects so many areas of your life. If you can walk into a job interview, feeling more confident, you know, if you can walk into a tricky situation, feeling more confident, like feeling more confident is always a good thing. Yeah. And then another thing, just kind of on that topic a little bit, like, do you believe there is a skin tone that every color looks good on? No, it's definitely a myth, (laughs) but I will tell you, you know, sometimes we think that certain like celebrities, you know, can look good in every color, but it's really just because we're so used to seeing them with like amazing lighting and like professional photographers (laughs) and professional makeup and like all these things. Um, and you know, all those things add up to a much you know, more polished and better look, but no, um, really it, it, you know, a, a warm toned person is going to look better in warm toned colors every right. time and vice right. versa. Um, and then we also have those other elements of like muted versus clear and light versus deep, um, uh-huh. that we determine too. So yeah, um, it's an, it's a really a night and day difference once you start looking at it and, And once you see it, it's one of those things you can't really unsee. I have people tell me that all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, like now that I took a minute to look at it, (laughs) I see clearly how much better I look in this color versus that one that I used to, you know, buy a lot of. (laughs) For sure. I love that. I feel like that's like when I went to design school, once you learn something and learn about color, like it's so hard to unsee that in your daily life. And you're just looking around and you're like, what is happening? I need to fix it. Do you believe in organizing everyone's closet by color too? <laughs> well, it doesn't work for everybody, but I will tell you, I organize mine by color. I figured. <laughs> and mostly just because it makes me really happy when I look at it. I just, it looks sort of like a rainbow, even though yeah. I mean, it's not a rainbow, like red, yellow, green, like right, red, right. orange, yellow, whatever. But Um, it just has that appearance of like visually very pleasing. And that's the only reason I do it that way really is just because it it makes me happy when I look at it. Um, But yeah, if you haven't tried organizing your closet by color, it's a fun thing to try. To be honest, I tried when I was younger, but I really like organizing my closet, like my dresses, my jackets, my shirts, my pants, like for some reason, that's just how I function. But then I like to just kind of be able to visually see that like all laid out for me. So then when I'm putting together outfits, I can be like, oh, would this blazer look good? Would this sweater look good? And things like that. But I I like the idea of organizing everything else by color, like books and food and just everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. My books are organized by color too now. And I love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so satisfying. (laughs) What part of your life has this career and just this awareness of color really affected that you didn't really assume that it would? Well, I mean, it definitely made my clothing life 
a lot easier. Um, it made it simpler. You know, there's there's a great book called The Paradox of Choice, and mm-hmm. it's all about how, especially as Americans, we just have so many choices and so yeah. many different things fighting for our attention. And so they did this um, study with, I think it was like salad dressing. It was like, they gave people a choice of like 12 different salad dressings. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, people had to pick the one that they wanted out of those 12. And then they gave people a choice of three different salad dressings. And the people who um, chose between the 12 were less happy with their choice, doubting that they made the right choice because there were so many options, right? And they felt very confused and not very good. The people who had choices of three were very happy with their choice. They were absolutely sure that that one was the one they liked the most Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and they felt confident. And so I love this idea in every area of life, not just our clothing, but again, like that idea of setting intentional boundaries Mm -hmm. around, you know, um, you when you do it, you limit your choices on purpose, right? Because the world will put so many choices in front of you. Right. But you know, is it is it easier to go to a grocery store when everything is an option? Or is it easier to go to the grocery store when you're deciding, okay, like I'm not eating sugar anymore, for example. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna buy anything with sugar in it, right? Suddenly not everything's not is an option. You have, you know, a limited, a more limited number of choices. And I see that as a really good thing um, Mm. because it just eliminates that decision fatigue. So, I mean, I I try to apply that in different areas of my life, like be really streamlined about like what I'm allowing into my life and what I'm not, because our lives are so full to begin with. Like they're so full with important things that we don't need them to be full with unimportant things too. Yeah. That's when we start to feel super overwhelmed, you know? Oh, for sure. I think that is so important. And like you said, you can really relate it to someone's diet. Like for me, I don't eat dairy because I'm lactose intolerant now, but that narrows down basically all American food that has cheese and milk and cream. And it really simplifies my choices. When I get a big menu, I'm like, okay, I only eat turkey and chicken and I can't have dairy. So that narrows it down to usually three different things. And sometimes I wish there were more choices, but it does make it a lot easier for me to think about what I'm going to eat that day. And we're just so grateful to have these choices because a lot of people in the world don't, but it's just like so amazing that we're able to create these systems and efficiencies for ourselves to live a better life. Exactly. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So cool. And the fact that this is your career and that it's so niche and so neat. Thank you so much. I love it so much. And I feel so lucky I get to do this every day. I mean, honestly, like I used to hear people say that and I just, I don't know. I, I just absolutely love what I do. I, I feel like it helps people in a very unique way. Yeah, for sure. Like I can totally tell you're passionate about it. And sometimes like people wouldn't know they need help with color, but the second they see it, like you said, it's like, oh, wow, this really affects me in a lot of different ways. So it's so cool. And what do you think has made your business so successful? I think that, um, you know, first of all, just sheer determination. <laughs> if I'm being yeah. honest, and any yeah. business owner who's out there is probably like <laughs> nodding their head in agreement because, you know, the first couple of years I wasn't really successful. You know, I had to really stick it out. Um, mm. And we started six years ago, um, more like six and a half now. 
um, six and a half years ago. And the first couple of years were challenging. It was hard to, you know, um, just get ourselves out there as a new brand. Um, and, uh, and hard to kind of like, you know, I was doing everything myself at first, which is really challenging because you're like trying to grow, but you don't have the money to hire somebody yet, but you're trying to grow and you're like, it's such a tricky thing. And so you're just working a lot and like trying to do it all. And you're telling yourself it's going to be worth it someday, but you don't really know for sure. Like lots of businesses fail, right? Lots of businesses fail. So, so anyway, I, but I did feel really determined. Like, I know this is amazing. It's done amazing things for me. My friends have loved it. Cause I of course did like colors for my <laughs> friends once I discovered it and then their friends wanted it. So it did have some organic growth at the beginning, but right. determination. And then also like building a great team. Like, uh, you learn really fast as an entrepreneur, you can absolutely not grow your business if you're the only one working and you also can't yeah like you also can't grow your business if you don't have great team members who are believers in what you're doing and so I mean my team is just they're incredible they're cheerful I love the way they interact with our you know customers and clients like they're just a dream so I, I think those are the two things that pop up right away are just like I was committed to the idea of the business because I knew it was helpful. And then I assembled um, a a team I'm really proud of. I love that. And I love that you have a whole team like supporting you and your vision because I think that's so important. A lot of entrepreneurs that I've talked to throughout the past couple of years um, started their businesses either in the past six to seven years or during COVID and they're growing and I'm so proud of all of them, but it's so hard to grow, especially when you're so passionate about what you do and you're giving up the reins, like you're giving up part of your child in a sense. So that's really good advice. (laughs) It is so hard. I will say being an entrepreneur, your job is to learn to let go. And it is the hardest thing in the world to do. But it is also the best thing to do because, I mean, I had a great business coach and I'm basically like spouting his words right now, (laughs) but otherwise you become the bottom to your business and your Mm -hmm. business can't grow if you don't literally hand over responsibility for certain things to other people and really hand it over, like not, you know, kind of micromanage them, just let them have responsibility for certain parts of the business. And it's the hardest thing to do, but it's the best thing to do. You learn so much. They will make mistakes (laughs) and they will learn from their mistakes, just like everybody does. Um, And that's a good thing. And once I started seeing that as a good thing, I I stopped being so afraid of it. And you know, nothing catastrophic has ever happened. You know, of course, mistakes have been made just like any, you know, business that's been in business for six years. It's never perfect all the time. Um, but we do really strive for really high quality. Um, uh, but it's just, it's a great business lesson to learn, honestly. For sure. And I'm sure there are many more ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> All of us though. It's so important yeah. to learn. At least we're learning as we go. It's so good. So thank you so much for coming on today. Can you plug yourself and tell people where they can find you? Sure. Well, I'm on Instagram a ton and I'm at your color guru. 
And you can also find me at the website, which is yourcolorguru.com. And you can see some before and afters of people like in their colors before and then people in their colors now. So that's kind of fun to look at. And then um, I also have a coupon code just for your listeners, which is 10% off of any color consultation. So if this sounds interesting to you, um, check us out. Uh, the coupon code is just Lily Grace, all one word, Lily Grace. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've never heard someone say all one word <laughs> for my name. So I really appreciate it, <laughs> even though it's a coupon code. But yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. It was so fun learning about your business. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening.